In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. You know what came to me? Oh, happy day, the day that Jesus washed my sins away. Oh, happy day. I tell you, that's a happy day, the day that Jesus washed my sins away. What about you? Has your sins been washed away? Get to confession. Go do something. Jesus wants to do something in you, for you, and through you. Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Don't forget your first love, the Bible says. We want to always have that remembrance of when we came into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe it was your second birth experience when you first experienced the love of God. The love of God drives out all fear, and Jesus wants to renew these happy days. He wants every day to be happy. Today, if we can be grateful, we can be joyful. If you can be grateful, you can be joyful. What have you thanked the Lord for so far today? Thank you, Lord, that we woke up. Thank you, Lord, for my eyesight. Thank you, Lord, that people are going to be calling today. Thank you, Lord, for this radio experience that you gave us. It's yours, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the glory night that's going to take place tonight at 7 o'clock at St. John the Baptist Church in Quincy, Mass., 02169, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Last week, we didn't get many calls, or the week before. It's time to call, not only to share about what you want us to pray for, but how God has been using you in your life. You see, this is real. It's not only that we want to share prayer, but how is God working in your life so that we can be encouraged? Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. 617-770-3030. I tell you, the problem with the world is that it has fallen short of the glory of God, and it needs a Savior. The world needs a Savior, and if we do not take Jesus as our Savior, we'll take something else. We've been built for that. We need a Savior, and if we do not take Jesus as our Savior, we'll take something else for our Savior. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Not only do we need a Savior, but we are born to worship. So if we don't give all our worship to Jesus, we give our worship to some someone else. It We love on Jesus by giving him souls. Tonight, Bring someone to St. John the Baptist. If you haven't come yet, bring yourself. Last week, me and Jules, we were out to dinner after we came back from the monastery before the prayer meeting. And there was a woman and a man eating next to us. And the word of the Lord came and said, invite them. So I invited them. 
And you know what? They came. They showed up. I couldn't believe it. But we just do what God is calling us to do. And they were saved and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they experienced the power of God for the first time in their life. Paul said, I didn't come preaching wise and persuasive words, but he came into the power of God. Sometimes we might have heard of Jesus our whole life. You might have listened to these radio broadcasts or Christian radio your whole life, but you've never experienced the tangible power of God. And when the power of God hits us, oh, happy days. When the power of God hits us, I tell you, oh, happy days is right. You see this power in the name of Jesus, and there's no other name under heaven by which we are to be saved but the name of Jesus. And I don't understand why every preacher doesn't preach the name of Jesus at each sermon. I don't understand it, because if we don't preach Jesus, what are we preaching? Well, I went on vacation. Well, I too went on vacation, and I had a story to tell. I went on vacation, and I met these people, man, wife, and children, and I said to them, you're reading a Christian book. They said, yes. I said, I have a radio program, and I'm looking for another place to bring that program. She said, we're from St. Louis, and I know the woman that is the manager of that place. I had a vacation, but look what happened on the vacation. We got, we got on at uh, St. Louis. This is, this is wonderful. I love when God does those things. They call it a God incidence. There's no such thing as a coincidence. It's a God incidence. And I have had many of them. I remember also talking with the young man who became the provincial of his, uh, his order. And uh, he lived with his parents during the summer part-time uh, at Nantucket. And we had him for dinner. He's a priest. And we had him for dinner, and we had a wonderful talk that night. It all happened on the vacation. But you see, you have to be open to what God wants to do. That's what you need to be, is open what God wants to do. If you're not open, you're closed, and you're not going to have fun, because it's fun to see God working. It's fun to see God working powerfully. We were at a conference this weekend, and the speaker says, some people just don't like to be happy. There's always the people, when the Holy Spirit comes and everyone's laughing and joyful, because there's always those people that won't, won't laugh. And he said, if you don't, what did he say? He said, if you don't like being happy, then your heaven's going to be hell. Because in heaven, there is fun, there is laughter, there is joy, and there is freedom. And that's what we're going to encounter tonight. He was speaking about laughter is good for the soul. And it really is. Even the pagans know that. But Holy Spirit laughter sets us free. Holy Spirit laughter gives us joy. Holy Spirit laughter breaks wide the floodgates of heaven. I prophesy now that what the Lord's going to release tonight, some Holy Spirit laughter. When is the last time you howled? And had a belly laugh in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love it. I love it when that happens. I love it. I remember being someplace, 
and there was a man with a bald head, and I started to roar. You might say, why were you roaring? I don't know why I was roaring, but I was roaring and roaring and roaring, and I, I have a bald head too, you know, but there's something that touched me, and people say, well, that's not in the Spirit. That is in the Spirit. We need joy. Jesus, others, you. We need joy. That's wonderful from God. You see, God does not bring us into pain and sorrow and disappointment. Maybe you have had pain and sorrow and disappointment. You need Jesus. Yes, Aunt to Joseph. Hello. Hello. Jerry Crowley. Call for my wife, Carol Crowley. She's going for surgery today. The cardiac ablation. We pray for her right now that the surgery would be perfect, that the hands of the doctor would be the hands of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 617-770-3030. It's the same. 617-770-3030. Come and call us today. We need to hear your voice. We need to hear what God is doing. We pray for that woman that's under surgery, that God would do a wonderful God gift for her and that she'd never need surgery again in her heart. Tell them about the shout, Father. The shout breaks bondage. One, two, three. Oh! It's scriptural, too. It's scriptural. Psalm 95 says, Shout to the Lord. And... We were at the uh, Benedict, not Benedict, in the Maronite Monastery, and I was so tempted to shout in the quiet, but I didn't do it. I said, we'd scandalize these monks. That's the last thing we need to do. But uh, I would go outside in the corridor with Anthony, and I'd go, ho, ho. I didn't shout. The shout breaks bondage. The shout brings life. When we shout in the Lord, and the gospel, not the gospel, but the Psalms are filled with it. Shout to the Lord. Shout with the mighty voice. Shout with glory to God the Father. Shout, shout, shout. And at the prayer meeting, I am the leader of shout. I call one, two, three. Oh! Somebody just came in and I said, what's these people doing? We're shouting to the Lord. We're praising God. Oh, God, we praise you. We bless you. We worship you. We adore you. We glorify you. You are worthy of all of our praise. You are worthy of all of our worship. You are God everlasting. You are God true. You are God now in Jesus' name. We have access to the Father in the name of Jesus. The curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom when Jesus died. That means we have access into the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus. 617-7-PAT. Yes, hi, Father Tom. Wow, I'm really sensing God's presence. <laughs> Um, and yes, I am calling. It was so wonderful that there were so many gatherings this past weekend with just 
um, people just gathering in the spirit and worshiping the Lord. And as everyone knows, there were, you know, just maybe 50 different parishes that had adoration for days on end. Um, at the same time, in at the University of Oklahoma, they filled a stadium with 20,000 students who had come really, I think, from all over the country to worship. And it's kind of an outgrowth of what happened at Asbury. We probably have more university students in Boston than any other city in the nation. And it, we just think of Boston as an intellectual hub. But I just would like prayer that that revival that's spreading to campuses would come to Boston and that Boston would become known for this, for revival on college campuses. Oh, Heavenly Father, you love these young people, and their teaching sometimes is off. We pray, God, that you would come to them and that you would give them joy and that they would be having a song in their hearts. Bring them together to worship you because they need you. Oh, God, they need you. You see, I'm going to tell you, Planned Parenthood, put Planned Parenthood between Boston College and University of Massachusetts. They knew where they would get abortions between two colleges. We need to praise God that the college starts worshiping God in Boston, starts praising God, starts seeing miracles, starts seeing the holy of holies. We need that. We need that. So, Lord, do it in Boston. You can. We are not impossible. You can do this. You love us in Boston. Touch the children, the young people in Boston with the glory of God, that their songs might be from their heart and they might glorify God in Jesus' name. Between Boston College and Boston University. Everything starts in Boston. It starts in New England. That's where revival and the Holy Spirit outpouring is going to start. If it can happen, if it can happen in here, it can happen anywhere. At the conference, a man was from California. He said, "I love people from Boston. They are unhinged for the Holy Spirit. The people who get it. We are pioneers in Boston, and we're called to be trailblazers to bring the Holy Spirit through this nation, through the Northeast Corridor. All roads start, and they go, and they start, and they come through." New England, where sin abounds, grace abounds more, where all the, the crazy liberal doctrine and all this confusion is coming out of Boston. It's the greatest place for revival. It's the greatest place for evangelization. It's the greatest place that the Holy Spirit will come with its fire. But what are, but what are you doing for the Lord? Are we evangelizing? Are we praying? Are we spreading the gospel? Or are we just kind of bowing to the forces of the world? We're called to stand strong, stand tall, walk in power. Be not afraid, but walk in love. The love that melts everything of the world. The love that melts all fear. We walk and we give our testimony. That's why it's so important you call in now. People can always argue with doctrine, but they can never argue with your testimony. They can never argue with what Jesus has done for you in your life. And as you release your testimony, the power of God follows it many times. 
when I go out to preach and evangelize, a lot, a lot of times the Lord just tells me, testify, testify, testify. And I will, and I preach the gospel, but many times the Lord just says, give your testimony, because our testimony has so much power. It has so much revelation into the people listening. It makes Jesus real and tangible to them. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask for you to pour forth the glory of God. We release the waves of heaven upon everyone listening right now. Let the spirit of boldness come upon us. You know, one of the one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is boldness. You know, someone is filled with the Holy Spirit when they're walking in boldness. Look at the apostles before the day of Pentecost. When Jesus was going to the cross, they ran away, but when they were baptized afresh in the Holy Spirit, they walked in total boldness and faith. The closer we draw to God, the more purity we get in the Holy Spirit, the more boldness we we have. That's why the saints are bold. As, they, as you let the Lord purify you, then boldness comes upon your life. In the fourth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, after they were beaten, the apostles prayed that they would experience the boldness to preach the gospel. And you know what the Bible says? The place where they were at shook, and they preached with boldness. I tell you, it's not namby-pamby. You know, we don't want to turn off the people. We've got to come on slowly. We've been coming on slowly for 50 years, and nothing has happened. It's not slowly. It's the truth. We've got to come with the truth and with love, not slowly. Well, you know, uh, the people aren't ready. I tell you, they're ready. They're ready. They're ready because if they're not following Jesus, they're following someone else. And we need to preach with boldness and with love. Oh, yes, yeah. this is real. This is real. And it's a, a real thing. People have listened to me, and you say, I thought you were a Protestant minister. Why? Say, you preach the Word of God. Well, it all started with the apostles and the Catholic Church. The Bible is a Catholic book. Yes, it is. And we need to do it. We need to preach in boldness. We need to go out and tell the story of the Lord Jesus Christ, how he died for us, how he was buried for us, how he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Yeah, so many people don't realize no Catholic church, no Bible. The Bible was written by the first priest of the church. But it's just so important that we preach in boldness and love. If we're persecuted for the Lord and we are beaten for the Lord like the apostles, maybe not physically in this day and age, but in our mind we'll come against. Do we pray, oh Lord, make it stop? Or do we pray, no Lord, give me boldness. Give me more boldness. If we're persecuted, do we pray, Lord, make it stop? Or do we rejoice like the apostles rejoiced as they were considered worthy to share in Christ's sufferings, to being beaten for the Lord. You know, we are in a battle, but the word for the devil, his name is defeated because he's already defeated. The battle's already won. We already have the victory. And all the enemy can do is shoot little darts at us. But you know, in today's day and age, because of all the comforts and all the goodness we have in this world, people are weak. 
That goes for myself. And that's what the monk says. We're weak in soul. We're weak in body. We're weak in spirit. And these little persecutions, they actually stop us. They might stop the world, go force. We're all very, and this is, I'm speaking to myself too, very consumed in what other people think, what other people say. When we read the Bible, these these apostles, they're walking out in power and love. And their eye is on Jesus. Their eye is not upon anything else. Oh, what do my friends think? Oh, is God going to take away my job, my finance? You know what? God is a supplier. My God will supply all according all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God already knows what you need. And when we walk out in faith, he just gives it to us. When we walk out in faith, we just need to... Be concerned about if we're doing the will of God. We don't need to be concerned of manufacturing a lifestyle or anything for ourselves. So we want to walk out in faith and strength and boldness. There's such a war on men in today's society because, you know, the devil knows if he, he can eliminate strong men from this world as we're in the apostles, then it crumbles. And, you know, it's time for men to stand there, stand in their place in the family as a head, you know, in ministries as, you know, the covering of what's going on and walk in power. Where are the men? Are you a man of God? Are you walking in the power and the inheritance that Jesus Christ has given to you today? Because we know the women are doing what they need to do, but are the men doing what they need to do in the ministry of Christ today? We were at the movies the other day, and we watched a movie called St. Joseph. And there was this man with 14 children, and they all loved Jesus. They all loved Jesus. It was so wonderful to hear him speak, to hear him speak about Jesus. He found Jesus through the intercession of St. Joseph. You might say, I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. It's true. It's true anyway. Jesus Christ is the focal point of that man's family. And they sing to the Lord. They sing to the Lord. They speak about the Lord. They carry on witnessing to the Lord. And it's just touched my heart that the Bible says, increase and multiply. That's what the Bible says. One person says, well, you know what? I, I don't believe that. Well, again, if you don't believe it, it's true anyway. This is the Word of God going out in this family. Your family should be, like, bold enough to preach the Word of God, to tell people of the power of God. And if you don't want to tell them, invite them to come to St. John the Baptist at 7 o'clock in Quincy, Massachusetts. If you don't want to tell them, tell them to come and visit with us. We love new people. We love new people. Yeah. Who's calling? Dick Dion, Father Tom. How are you, Dick? I'm doing pretty good now. Uh, thanks to the Lord, we, uh, we had uh, some problems with the uh, blood. And uh, my blood was down, and they gave me a shot, and the shots brought my blood up to where it should be. Now Wonderful. we need to pray to get my potassium down. 
that's high, and it was not going down. Tell him he prayed for you. We prayed for her. You? You prayed for me, too. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of his love, bring his potassium levels down, 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 in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, if for some reason you can't make it to St. John the Baptist, although I don't know why you couldn't, on YouTube, if you type in Father Matt Williams, Father Matt Williams, not only is the Glory Night live streamed, you know, we have about 150 people come and maybe 350 or 250 watch online. So the anointing can come through the screen. But it's much better to be there in person as we lay hands and the anointing is transferred. But God works through everything. So it will be live streamed on Father Matt Williams. And Lord, I pray today be the day that the glory of God fills you in a way that you have never experienced before. That you realize that we are living in mystical union with not only Jesus, but he's given us all of heaven. People ask me many times, Anthony, will you pray for me? I say, of course I'll pray for you. But how much greater are the prayers of St. Joseph or the Blessed Mother? You know, we have the intercession of the saints, and we have the intercession of Father Tom and the people upon this earth. But what Jesus has given us is so far greater than we can ask, think, or imagine. And what the enemy wants us to wants to do to us sometimes is close us off to all some blessings, because if we're closed to blessings, we can't receive it. But Jesus wants to open you up to the fullness of faith, the fullness of the blessings, and the fullness of inheritance of everything that He died, rose from the dead to give you. And number one on that list is the healing, the dunamis power of G of Jesus Christ himself as we begin to live on earth and as it is in heaven and carry out his ministry on this earth as Jesus walked in then he gave the authority to his apostles and passed down to you in today's day oh happy day when Jesus washed my sins away oh happy happy day send it with the show God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.